This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 47. Ooh, that's kind of a weird and scary subject. Um, But the reason this came up for me and the reason I thought about talking about it today was that we've been experiencing some computer issues at my work lately. And for the last couple of weeks, we've had trouble with computers. We've had trouble with credit card machines. And we actually had to go back to doing everything on paper. And so... We started talking, my manager and I, about how you keep your security up when something like this is going on because the computers have a lot of built-in checks and balances for our finances, but if we're doing everything by hand and we're writing out hand receipts and we don't have credit card machines to do the addition and we're adding everything up with the old-fashioned calculator, it gets really interesting and also could be a good window for an employee to embezzle from the practice. Now, I trust all my employees, so I don't think this would ever happen. But as a practice owner for years, I know that this is a real concern. And most of the people that get embezzled don't ever suspect the person that does it to them. Sometimes it's their most trusted employee that ends up embezzling from them. And this happened to at least two people that I know and at one practice that I worked at. One of the receptionists was embezzling from the practice. So I've seen this happen multiple times. And the two practice owners that I know, both pretty good friends of mine, had people take money from them that were employed as their managers. So these were their most trusted employees and people that had been with them for over 10 years. And when they caught that person stealing from them, it was devastating because they had trusted these people with pretty much everything in their practice. And so I just want to talk about this as kind of a cautionary tale to you if you're planning on owning a practice ever or if you currently do. And I thought it would be a good thing to talk about ways that people could embezzle and then also how to prevent those things from happening to you in your practice. And this goes for general life as well. You can't always trust everyone. Even people in your family can sometimes do things to you that you wouldn't expect. And so it's a good exercise in thinking and paying attention to the finances in your life paying attention to the things going on around you so you will not get caught with this big surprise that somebody is taking all of your money and doing illegal things with your with your business, with your money, or even with your identity because identity theft is a big thing. So let's start by talking about ways that people could embezzle from your practice. Now, the first and easiest way is people taking cash. 
Cash is super easy to embezzle, and most practices have a cash register that's pretty readily available to everyone in the practice. I know in my practice, the cash drawer is behind the reception counter where the clients can't see it, but every other employee in the practice has easy access to it. There's no lock on it. There's no real protection there other than the people that are sitting there watching it. So it's very easy for a team member to skim a little bit of money out of that cash drawer. Now, I know in the one practice that I worked at where they had one of the receptionists embezzling from them, what she would do is when she sold people dog food for cash, she would give them the dog food, tell them how much it costs, take the cash and pocket it, but never put the transaction in the computer. So there was no paper trail. And because the practice that I was working in wasn't great with monitoring their inventory, nobody really ever noticed that this was happening until months and months and months went by. And someone finally caught this woman pocketing cash. When cash is involved in a transaction, it's very easy for a team member to overcharge a client, tell them that it's $10 more than it really is, and then pocket that extra $10. And that way they don't even have to doctor the receipts. The clients, as long as they don't pay real close attention to what the receptionist tells them, could easily be taken for some extra cash. And so a good rule in a practice to keep people from messing with the cash or having this kind of problem with the cash drawer is number one, having a limited amount of people that actually go into that cash drawer. And I said, our cash drawer is readily available, but the only people that really ever have their hands in it are the receptionists that are working that day and the manager. The rest of the hospital stays away from that cash drawer and if they do need to make change for someone or they do need to pay for something for their own pet, then they actually have to go through a receptionist and have the receptionist handle the cash. So there's only a few people in that drawer every day. A good rule of thumb for a practice to follow is that anytime there's cash changing hands, there should be at least two team members in attendance. Now, in a really busy practice, that's sometimes not practical, but if possible, there should always be two people there when an employee is handling cash. The other thing that helps us not to lose money in a cash transaction is to make sure that every client gets a receipt, that that's a rule that we have to follow and that we can't not print a receipt. Now, once we have all these receipts and we have these transactions, then somebody has to be in charge of monitoring them. And that would usually be the practice manager, but it's always a good idea to also have a second person monitoring the transactions. So in my practice, what we like to do is have the receptionist taking the cash, giving the clients receipts. The manager will oftentimes create the deposit, make sure that the money gets counted and matches with the day sheets, and then another receptionist or another employee also verifies that those things match. And then 
as an owner, it always behooves you to monitor those things as well or have a bookkeeper that goes through all of those things at least once a month in order to catch any discrepancies that could happen in your books. So when cash is involved, we have to really pay attention because cash is probably one of the simpler ways that people can take money. And oftentimes it doesn't result in big takes. Oftentimes it's the little bits here and little bits there, but it actually can really add up to thousands of dollars at the end of a year if you have somebody that's taking small amounts of cash. And then like I said before, sometimes they get bolder and they start taking bigger amounts. Another way that receptionists or team members can embezzle from a practice is by deleting or altering invoices. So at many of our practices, it's very easy to change the amount of an invoice or change a receipt. In some practices, we can even delete entire invoices. And if you can delete an entire invoice, you can embezzle a large amount of money. So this usually happens after the client checks out, gets all their payment made, gets their receipt, and then an employee will go back into that computer and either alter the receipt in some way and take the difference out of the cash drawer, or they will actually delete the entire receipt altogether. And if they delete an invoice, they can walk off with every cent of that transaction because it eliminates the paper trail. It eliminates that day sheet transaction that we match up to our cash drawer in order to balance the invoices for that day. And so if you can delete the entire thing or even part of it, you can make it match the drawer even though you've taken money out of it. And employees will do this because they're eliminating your paper trail. Now the easy way to guard against this is to number one, in most of our practice management software packages, there's a way to limit the amount of power. That's what I call it at my practice, who has the power, but limit the amount of power that people have in that hospital system. What I mean by that is make it so only a select few people can actually delete or change invoices because not everybody in your practice needs to do that. It's mostly something that your manager is going to be able to do, possibly your owner, and maybe your receptionist, because sometimes mistakes get made and they need to be able to make some adjustments. But you can limit the access to that feature in your practice management software. And I know in our practice we use Avamark, and there's a thing under the users in security that you can change everybody's power. And that's what I call it in my practice. And my employees will come to me and say, Dr. Capel, I need some power because there's something I need to do for a client and I don't have the power to do it. In my practice, we call it the power. So limiting the amount of things that certain people in your practice can do actually helps to limit the power of somebody to delete or alter an invoice. And that's important because deleting and altering invoices is a really easy way to take your money. 
Now, the last thing I'm going to say about deleting and altering invoices is watch the friends and family because people are very tempted to give their friends and family discounts. Now, in our practice, we allow for that by giving employees the choice to allow a friend and family discount. And it's a very small amount. It's like 5%. The reason we do that is because we know it's a natural thing for people to want to give things to their family. And so rather than worry about people trying to discount things off of their friends and family's invoices in order to give them a quote-unquote deal, we just allow them to choose friends and family members that they want to give a discount to. And that way it's automatically in the computer and we don't have to worry about any alterations that anybody's going to make without being authorized by the practice. So keep track of that paper trail. That's vital to keeping your practice from having people steal from it. Now, another way that people can take money from a practice is by making personal purchases on the company's credit card. And this is very common and super easy because most practices have at least one credit card that belongs to the practice. And my practice, my credit card was under my personal name, but my inventory manager had access to it, my manager had access to it, and I had access to it. And sometimes other team members as well, if they had to go to the store and buy something, would take the company credit card. And so what employees will sometimes do is take that company credit card and buy their own personal things with it. And this is a classic way that people embezzle. Someone I knew a while back had a company Amazon account and one of their team members was ordering things on the Amazon account with the company credit card, but then shipping the things to their own home. And so unless somebody's paying attention to the credit card bill or the Amazon account, those things are going to get missed. And they might be cheap things. It might be $10 or $15 here and there, but it's stealing and embezzling. And so it's something that we really have to pay attention to. So when your hospital has a credit card that belongs to the company, there has to be a rule that only select members of the team should be able to use it. And also, all those purchases should be entered individually into your practice management software system. Now, in my practice, to track those kind of purchases, we used QuickBooks. And it's super easy in QuickBooks to enter in all the transactions. And so somebody needs to be getting that credit card bill going through each transaction every time the credit card bill comes in the mail and going through each one individually and making sure that each one of those purchases is accurate and actually came to the practice. And if you have an Amazon account, it's very easy to go through the orders on Amazon and look at each one, see where they're shipped to, and also see if they were all legitimate purchases by the practice. And if you only allow one or two people access to your company credit card, it's going to save you a lot of time and energy in tracking those purchases. So if you have a company credit card, pay close attention to that 
because that is a classic way for people to embezzle. Another way that is often reported that people embezzle from a practice is paying fake vendors. So oftentimes there's somebody in the practice that pays the bills. Now in my practice, it was always me. And the reason that it was always me is years ago, I went to a CE and it was given by somebody that was talking about running your own practice. And so I went knowing that that was going to be my goal. And this gentleman in the CE said that there is something that you should always do as the practice owner. And the first piece of advice he gave us was that you should always open your own mail. And I think this is so important because if you're the one that owns the practice and so all the money is under your control, you should be the one to open the mail so you can see what bills are coming into the practice and what purchases are going on your credit cards. And so this fake vendor thing that people do is they'll make up a company name, whatever it is, and they'll use either their home address or a relative's address, and they'll actually pay a bill from the company to this fake vendor. And so it looks like in QuickBooks and it looks like in your checking account that your practice is just paying somebody for services. But unless you're acutely aware of the companies you use and the normal bills that come into your practice each month, you are going to miss something like this. So that's why this gentleman told us to open our own mail and pay our own bills, which are two rules that I always followed when I was in practice. Because if I'm paying my own bills every month, I'm going to know exactly what vendors I'm paying. And if some random vendor shows up, either in my bank account or on my credit card statement, I'm going to be aware that that's a fake vendor. And then I'm going to catch that right away. So beware of someone paying a fake vendor. And even better, open your own mail and pay your own bills. That advice that I got years ago has been so valuable to me and I've always followed it and it served me very, very well. Now, if you see a name that you don't recognize, either on your credit card statement or on a vendor bill that comes through, then you have to do the back work. You have to walk around your practice, talk to everybody, see if you can figure out if this is a legitimate expense. And sometimes it is. Sometimes your manager will hire a new lawn keeper or buy something from a different company because they couldn't find it at your normal vendor. And in that case, they're going to be able to say right away, oh yes, that is something that I ordered and here's why I did it. And once you have a legitimate reason for the order, then you can let it go and you'll know that it's legit. Another way that people will sometimes embezzle from a practice is by stealing inventory. Now you see this all the time. People take home pens, people take home paper and paper clips, and I've always got a pile of paper clips at my house, and I'm always taking them back to work because they come home with me with some of my records when I bring them home to write them up. But anyway, sometimes team members steal inadvertently like that, I have a car full of dog leashes that I'm always 
grabbing a leash to bring my dog to the car. And then I end up with this big pile of dog leashes on the floor of my car that I bring back to work when I come back to work. And that's not what I'm talking about. Those kind of things do happen. And if you have honest employees, all that stuff will come back to you. What I'm talking about is employees that realize that the inventory in your hospital has cash value. And when you see a sleeve of HeartGuard that costs the practice four or $500, employees can see that that HeartGuard could be sold on eBay or to their friends or family members, and they can make money simply by stealing that inventory from the hospital. So team members will either take small amounts of inventory and just hope that it slips through the cracks when the inventory manager is counting up things. And if one little thing is missing and we don't know where it went, that will kind of let it go as an counting error. Or there can be times when employees get so brazen that they steal large amounts of HeartGuard or Frontline or some other hospital supply that we stock. Some of them will either go so far as to say that something never came in that was ordered, that we didn't get it, that they'll just pocket it and pretend like it never came in. So if employees are stealing drugs, if they're stealing over-the-counter items, they could also steal equipment, surgical equipment, scissors, all kinds of things, which is Kind of sad if you think about it that somebody would take your property, but it can happen. So you have to pay particular attention to things if they start disappearing or you're worried about items sitting around your hospital that you're not sure where they're going and all of a sudden something's missing. This happened to us um, quite a few years ago. We had a floor service that would come in once a week and clean our floors. And at the time, it was before we had the really good um, cell phones with the really nice cameras. And we had these digital cameras that we used to keep at the hospital so we could take pictures. And our floor company had some guys come in, some random employees of their company, come into our hospital to clean the floors. And one of them decided to steal our cameras. So every week after the floor cleaning company came in, we were missing a camera. And we probably had three or four of them around the hospital because we used them in different areas of the hospital. And we started to notice that we were missing one. And then a week later, we'd be missing another one. And then a week later, we would miss another one until we finally figured out that they always seemed to be missing the day after the floor cleaning. And luckily for us, we had video cameras in our hospital at the time, and we were able to see that the floor the floor guys were there the nights that the cameras went missing. And then we were able to call the floor company, let them know that we thought one of their employees was stealing from us, and they were able to figure it out for us. And I think we got the cameras back, as a matter of fact. So it ended up being a good thing, but obviously we had to fire the floor company because... We couldn't have somebody in there that was stealing our things. But it's something to be aware of because it's very tempting when you have a hospital full of all of these gadgets and gizmos and cameras and cell phones and scissors and all kinds of things that we have laying around our practice 
that people, for whatever reason, feel like they are entitled to steal. The other thing that they might do is set up a fake account with a vendor that ships things to their home. So watch for that as well, because the charges will probably end up somewhere, probably on your credit card, but make sure that somebody's not shipping drugs or something to their own home, because that is another way that people can embezzle. In order to counteract this whole inventory embezzlement scheme, get some security cameras, because that's really important. People are going to be less likely to want to steal in front of a security camera, even though it's really hard sometimes to see on the cameras what people are doing. At least it gives you a little bit of a chance that you might be able to see somebody taking something. And then lock up a lot of your extra inventory. And this is something that's really important. If you have a big stock of overflow inventory, keep it in a locker somewhere and only have a few employees in the practice have access to that locker. Because if people know you're paying attention, they're going to be less likely to steal from you. And then split up the duties of inventory. Whoever's doing the ordering of the inventory, who's ever doing the billing and the check-in of the inventory, try to keep several hands in that pot. Try to keep multiple people doing that. If you get one person with too much power, that is how they're going to start to embezzle from you. And cross-reference everything in your practice management software. Make sure it's entered. Make sure you're keeping track. Make sure you're counting inventory periodically so you can make sure that the numbers in your computer match what's actually in your hospital. And that's how you're going to notice when things go missing. Now, the last thing that sometimes happens in practices, and I consider this stealing, is people logging hours that they're not actually working. In most of our practices, we have practice management software that require us to punch in and out electronically, and so it's difficult for people to doctor their hours. As long as you have one or two people only that can fix time cards and help people if they make a mistake punching in or out, that's going to protect yourself somewhat from people logging hours that they don't work. However, I have had employees that are punched in on the time clock and then they really aren't working. And I don't mean just standing around talking or having a good time once in a while. In my practice, that's always allowed. We have a puzzle in our break room that we do, and if people have a little bit of downtime, they can do that. What I'm talking about is employees that are on the clock and then are maybe hiding in the back room doing their homework. That is stealing. That is embezzling money from the practice. And sometimes people don't always realize that, and I think that's kind of humorous, but I've actually caught employees doing that, and I've said, you know what? You can't do that while you're on the clock. You are stealing time from me. And um, usually they get the hint and they start working. But it is something that happens a lot in practices. And so it's something to really pay attention to. Pay attention to those time cards. Pay attention to people punching in early, trying to milk the clock, staying late, trying to milk the clock. Those are all ways that people can embezzle your money. Now, the last piece of advice I want to give you came from the same gentleman that advised me to open my own mail and pay my own bills. 
And those are two things I think you should always do as the practice owner. The third piece of advice he gave, which I think is even doubly as important, is never let anybody sign your checks, except for you, the owner of the practice. Because when you allow people to sign checks, you are basically inviting somebody to steal from you. When they have full access to your checking account, full access to your credit cards, full access to the bills of the practice, the vendors, if they have that much power, they are going to have all kinds of ways to steal your money. And so having one person as a check signer in the practice is a really good insurance policy against somebody spending money on things they shouldn't be spending it on. So every time a check is written, and I'm not saying that you have to write all the checks, but I'm saying that you have to sign all the checks. Every check that goes out of your hospital needs to be signed by you. Now, this isn't something that is as common as it used to be in practices because a lot of our checks are not physically signed. A lot of our bills are paid electronically. But when I say sign your own checks, I also mean pay your own bills electronically. You be the only one that has access to that checking account. You have the only login. You're the only one that can look at the bills going in and out because if you allow too many people access to that, you are not going to be paying attention. You're going to fall asleep at the wheel. And then before you know it, somebody's going to have stolen thousands of dollars from you. And it's so heartbreaking when, the, when that happens. It's tragic when I hear somebody was embezzled by one of their most trusted employees. It really feels like a betrayal and a death in the practice. So don't let it happen to you. So I hope some of these tips help you. I hope they help you in your practice finances as well as your home finances because paying attention to your money is super important. And you know I love business and I and you also know that I love money and I want you all to keep as much of it as you can and do the best you can with it because money in a lot of ways is powerful. So pay attention to your practice. Pay attention to the things around you that are going on and your practice will be healthier financially, and also you'll feel better because you won't be worried about somebody stealing from you. It's okay to trust your employees, but you also have to pay attention. So pay attention to your practice management software, run your reports each day, make sure they match up to the amount of money that your hospital's bringing in, pay attention to your inventory, pay attention to your bills, pay attention to your credit card. All I can say is, Watch your numbers because money is important to your business and any amount that you lose is going to be detrimental to the success of your practice. So thanks so much for indulging me today with this discussion on embezzlement. I love business. It's one of my favorite things and I really think this is such an important topic and because it came to my mind this week, I just wanted to share it with you. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, 
Go to iTunes and give me a five-star review. I'd love to hear what you think. If you have any suggestions of other topics that you'd like to discuss, send me an email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to sign up for my weekly words that I send out every Wednesday, go to my website and sign up there. I'd love to hear from you and have you on my list. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a beautiful week and do beautiful things. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.